This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Terry Gregg. Hey, everybody. So I'm sure you all know Saudia Schuler. She Her nickname is Camel Mom for the lavish prom send-off uh, that she did for her son, JJ, a couple years ago. It included a live camel. She's also done prom send-offs that included uh, folks dressed up like all the characters in Black Panther, and it included a live panther. Okay, so she does it big. Um, but Saudia is also known for her book bag drives and lavish Christmas giveaways for children in need. And it is for those reasons that she was named uh, KYW News Radio a Game Changer in Black History Month in 2018. We honored her for all of her generosity in, in the community, including food giveaways. Uh, at her restaurant, Country Cooking in North Philadelphia, uh, all her efforts to raise awareness about reform for probation and parole. Also, her ability to mediate conflict on her block uh, when young people were getting ready to fight and shoot each other. So all of these efforts are reasons why uh, she was honored uh, by KYW News Radio last year. But back in August, the feds indicted her on several counts of Social Security disability fraud. They said that she had applied for disability benefits and despite the fact that she operated a very successful business, that she continued to accept those benefits to the tune of $37,000. Well, there's been a development in her case this week. Uh, She pled guilty to some of those charges and I got a chance to have a full phone interview with her attorney, Tariq Al-Shabazz, uh, asked him lots of questions, so take a listen to what he had to say about this case and about uh, Saud's um, decision to accept full responsibility. There was a, a development in her case. Tell me what it was. We had been in uh, conversations with the U.S. attorneys after looking at the discovery and, uh, uh, and reading all the material and understanding the law, and based upon that, there was a what is called a change of plea hearing, which is a a plea as to some charges um, and other charges uh, prone to be dismissed at the time of sentencing. And so what charges um, did where was a plea made? Well, I think at, at basically she's being charged with, um, in layman's terms, she's being charged with not reporting uh, income that she received. Uh, doesn't matter where it was derived from, whether it was a gift or whether it was derived from the lottery or derived from uh casinos or derived from working, um, you have an obligation to report that income to Social Security disability. And what they do is they will adjust how much money they pay you uh, per per pay or per month. Uh, and everybody that gets Social Security disability is responsible for that. Um, Saudia did not, re- did not advise them when she received some income and therefore the amount of money was never adjusted so that it appears that she might have been overpaid. Uh, So she basically pled guilty to not advising um, the Social Security Administration that she had received uh, additional income from whatever source. Yeah. And so just to be clear, I mean, there, you know, 
because uh, Saudia was one of our Philadelphia game changers. Um, you know, honored her here for her work uh, in ph- being a, a, a in philanthropy in the community, helping so many people. Uh, but she, a lot of that came from the fact that she had been ill. Um, and so they're not, was there any plea guilty to, to, to actually applying in a wrongful way? Because uh, was she ill? Well, in fact, that's an excellent question um, because it's been assumed and, and stated by many people, most of the time on social media, people just being mean. But no, she's not, she, she's not charged. She never pled guilty to fraudulently applying for disability. Because, in fact, when she applied for disability, she had just uh, um, was battling cancer and, in fact, had a stroke. She was in the hospital and just been released, had just been released to uh, a rehab center when the social worker sat down with her uh, and on the computer, uh, they filled out the, uh, the Social Security disability uh, form. The interesting thing about it is that it was done while she was not really able to do much of anything herself. So when she applied and when she was in fact uh, given uh, or granted Social Security disability uh, payments, she was disabled um, and remained disabled for some period of time. In the bedridden, she was disabled in that uh, sometimes she was in a wheelchair, people had to help uh, do things with respect to her uh, to the end of it. Um, So uh, she actually was disabled at that time. You know, eventually she started to get more and more uh, um, things back, use of her, her leg, use of her arms, um, her ability to move, um, but uh, she still was disabled. So she's not being accused, and she was never accused of not being disabled. She was never accused of fraudulently applying. She was, in fact, uh, accused and actually pled guilty to not following the regulation, which means you have to advise us of uh, money that you receive. Um, and if you work, you only can work a certain uh, amount of time. And so what does this mean for Saudia? Um, well, it means that she has a sentencing that, uh, uh, that's going to occur uh, later in the year. And in fact, um, what her guidelines look at look like right now. And the reason why I say right now is because there's a pre-sentence investigation that takes place. Um, there are interviews, there are uh, financials that are given, and then there is a sentencing hearing at which time the government can uh, take a position on what they believe the sentence can be or should be. Um, obviously, I will take a position on what I believe any sentence should be, and then the judge will make a decision. The judge is, is uh, led by what is called sentencing guidelines, mm-hmm. and right now her guidelines are um, four to ten months, um, and, and that scale changes based upon what the investigation says um, and based upon the hearing, based upon what the judge decides after hearing all of the evidence and information and presentation uh, at the sentencing hearing. So she can get anywhere from uh, probation, house arrest, things like that. And she can get uh, uh, four months. She can get in the middle of four mo- middle of five, six, seven months, or she can get to the top of the guidelines, 10 months. Um, that will, is going to be up at, uh, to the a result of the investigation, the result of the uh, request by the government and the request by uh, myself with respect to the sentencing hearing and then the judge making the determination. So we are very, very hopeful and prayerful that, that Saudi is going to be fine. That, yeah. That's our, our prayer. 
Yeah. And so because I, I did a, some math when this these charges were initially filed and it was about a total of about what, thirty six thousand dollars, thirty seven round off. Give or take. And, so, and the thirty seven, the important uh, to note about that is thirty seven or thirty six something, which is we're rounding off to thirty seven thousand dollars is the the total amount of disability payout, the total amount. So taking into that consideration is the amount that she was given when she was totally disabled, the amount that she was giving um, up until the time that the disability payment stopped. So there was a period in time that she wasn't receiving any extra money, any extra income, any extra anything. She was just disabled. And then there was some time where she did get some extra income that she did not advise the Social Security Administration of. Uh, unfortunately, they they don't take out the part that she received when she didn't receive any extra income. They just talk about the amount that was paid out. Additionally, there was eighty approximately eighty two hundred dollar check or eighty two hundred dollars that was in the direct deposit bank account that the Social Social Security Disability Administration uh, um, put the money into the account. That eighty two hundred dollars came from that account from checks that were never cashed money that was never withdrawn nothing that was ever done from Ms. Shula when the administration still was paying money so she was actually account. so you're saying that there was a electronic account that she yes. was receiving the money was being sent to that she just didn't touch that's correct that's what she that's that was the initial payment that was paid back she didn't she didn't touch those that money at all and she didn't touch that money at all because Country Cooking was, was, was doing well. She was working. She was able to do what she needed to do. I think what gets lost in this story is that um, she didn't want to be disabled. <laughs> she wasn't playing like she was disabled. She was disabled. And when she got to the point where she was able to do what she loves to do and that's cook, uh, she began to do it. Um, and I think that's why she did so much for so many people. I mean, people talk about the proms, but the proms grew out of, the assistance that she got, let me say that again, not from the government, but the assistance that she got from family and friends to put on that, that what they call lavish prom for her son, something that she promised she would do when she, if, if she was allowed to, to recover fully or to recover. And, and she tried to keep that promise. But it wasn't based upon taking money from Social Security or anybody else. It was actually family and, and, and taking out, uh, 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 if you will, borrowing money to pay for that. Um, and, and, and putting on that particular, uh, uh, I guess, lavish crown for, back of, for lack of a better term because her son has straight A's yeah. <laughs> and they had gotten into school. So I, I, I think that uh, there are several stories, and everybody always say that, several stories at play when you look at this, the, the entirety of this very unfortunate situation. And, and I don't think that we're trying to make excuses for failing to notify the Social Security Administration. We haven't made any excuse. We're not going to make any excuses. It's not our intention to. She hasn't tried to do that. She's a, she's a pled guilty to what she failed to do, and that was to advise the Social Security Administration of any income that she was receiving. Yeah. And so at this point, I mean, um, you know, Saudia could possibly face time in prison, is what you're telling me, but it would be a short time. But, you know, probation is definitely an option um, and, and is restitution part of that? No, restitution is absolutely part of that. That was part of the money that, that um, she gave back, the money that was in the account that she never touched. 
and the government is going to require her to pay the the remaining balance. Yeah, that is absolutely is is, is part of that. And so, um, because and, their position their position is that they weren't able to use that money. And so she's paying them back. She is. And so how is she feeling right now? Um, you know, because I know how much I mean, she moved on. She was she still helped kids uh, going back to school. I was at her her uh, giveaway. Thousands of of uh, book bags given away thanks to sponsors who stepped up, people from the community. Uh, how is she holding up in, in light of this and having to plead guilty? I think I think that, uh, well, she's absolutely devastated um, from having to, to plead and, and, and um, this unfortunate circumstance and the impact it's having on her son, on herself, on her health, on her family. But I think what makes it even uh, more uh, devastating is the ill will um, of a lot of people on social media and, and, and the headlines in the paper that says uh, she pled guilty to Social Security uh, uh, fraud to fund a lavish lifestyle, when the government never alleged that. They never said that. That's something that somebody put in a paper as a headline to sell a paper. And then in the body of the article, it doesn't even have any evidence to indicate that. So I think that those are the things I think that hurts the most. Yeah. And I think it hurts the most because she tries to do a lot, and she has done a lot for, for people in Philadelphia that she didn't have to do. I mean, she worked hard and sincerely did it. Yeah. I mean, there, and some of those people are going to be present and, and, and want to step forward to tell uh, the judge, you know, the things that, that the impact that she's had on their life yes. and the things that, that benefited their children. Yes. I'd like to come to her sentencing, if possible, just to tell that side of it. And, you know, I, I had to do all sides of the story because she was a Game Changers honoree, you know, and it's hard to get. We're doing our series again now. We just, you know, took nominations and it's hard to make to make the cut. It really is. We got we had 800 nominations last year, but she's done so much, you know, and I, you know, and honestly, I felt bad for, her, you know, um, you know, being thrust in this. And I know that, you know, legal cases, especially cases where there's fraud charges and federal cases are very nuanced. And, um, you know, and, and, and given what we do, a lot of times it's crunched down and a lot of the nuance is left out. Um, and, and my other question to you is, do you think it was social media? What was it the social media? Was it the attention you think that 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 got the government really? Because there's a lot of folks who probably done way worse than Saudi, uh, you know what I'm saying? That did not get, aren't getting prosecuted. Do you think it was her notoriety, you know, being in Essence magazine, being a game changer and all of this, having, you know, social media popularity that caused this to come at her doorstep? Absolutely. I think it was the notoriety. What the notoriety does is it brings about people that uh, become envious, jealous, and, and, and hateful. And, and, and it was those type of people who really didn't know what was going on um, that led to uh, accusations accusing her of doing things that she never even pled guilty to doing and she never was charged of doing. And that opened an investigation. I, I mean, you can't make a complaint to a governmental agency. Um, and they have and to do their job. And, and they if have you to do their job. And if you didn't and dot doing, the I's and cross the T's, absolutely. there you go. Absolutely. And so I don't hold any ill will um, uh, um, towards the assistant U.S. attorney that's handling the case. I think that mm -hmm. um, he actually has been straightforward with me. We've had some straightforward conversations. We've agreed to disagree about a lot of things, which is why we're 
you know, um, it's called advocacy and litigation. But at the, at the same time, I think that he acknowledged a lot of things. Um, I think that some of the one of the agents, the case agents involved in this, I think has been a very classy and thorough and professional young lady. And I think that uh, um, there are, she's doing her job as well. And we've been able to to communicate uh, civilly as professionals. And anyone who knows me that uh, when I get involved in litigation, um, I don't have a problem treating people the way they treat me. So you you're treating us civilly. I'll be civil. You want to go down, we, we down in, in, into the mud, as Michelle Obama, the first lady, the real first lady, uh, um, said, I, I'll go in the mud. Unfortunately, I, I, I can't do like Michelle said. I, I don't go high. I'll go just as low as you want to go. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we, we didn't have to. So it isn't any ill will. I think um, she's accepted responsibility for, for her, fa- her failure, failing to notify um, the Social Security Administration, which she was supposed to do. And, and she wants to put it behind her. She wants to move forward. You know, it's affecting her son. It's affecting her health. It's affecting her business. Um, it's affecting her family. It's affecting those that love and support her. And, and, and she wants to move forward. And, and the only way that you can move forward is you have to deal with um, what happened. Uh, you, you deal with the consequences of what happened. And then you move forward. Good people sometimes make mistakes. And those mistakes are illegal sometimes. Yeah. And they cause problems. Yeah. She's a good person. And so at the end of the day, um, Saudi is going to pay back every dime. She is going to take whatever sentence comes to her uh, and she's going to move her life forward and keep doing good in the community. Is that fair? No, that is that. That's absolutely, absolutely fair. I think she's continued. I mean, this has been over her head for a minute. So even during the course of this, she's she's um, continued to help the community and she's helped the community even when. Members in the community continue to try to bash her. Yeah. She continues to try to help, uh, as she says, so likes to love the children, so she continues to try to, try to help yeah. them. Yeah, and this was a mistake, obviously, because she didn't even touch $8,000 of the money that was given to her. Or nah, paid it, to it, her. Was, it was clearly a mistake, uh, and, and there's no doubt about it. And um, she's accepted responsibility because it's something that she should have known because they, they, they've uh, sent stuff to her. She should have known it. And she should have taken care of it. That's why she accepted responsibility. But it was a, it was a mistake, a, 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 uh, an absence in a responsibility that has caused this very unfortunate set of circumstances. Yeah. Anything you want the public to know? I mean, because you see the camel mom headlines and all of this. Anything that she wants the public to specifically know about this case and about what is being said about her? I think that um, what Saudia would say, and I think that she's been saying, is that this was the absence of her uh, communicating with the federal government, with the Social Security Administration, uh, income that she was receiving from other sources. That's what it was. It was not a a malcontent, uh, malicious, intentional act of just trying to defraud someone. Um, She didn't, that's not what she's about. What she's about is all of the things that you've seen her do for the benefit of herself and her community. And I think that the benefit that she derives from it is the blessings that she's still able to fight off the sicknesses that she has. And the, the, the blessings that, that the, the benefits and the blessings that the community derives from it is that sometimes people who would not have had a prom are allowed to have a, a real beautiful, memorable uh, day and night. Yeah. And sometimes people that weren't able to have books to go to school or computers to go to school, they've been able to do that. And some people, Although I'm Muslim and, and I don't celebrate uh, uh, Christmas, 
those that do celebrate Christmas, but their family lacked the finances to, to do it, she was able to galvanize the community and all of these efforts, galvanizing the community to benefit the city. And I think that that's what she would want people to know, not the nasty, uh, malicious things that people that uh, 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 crawl from under a rock to see other people's downfall, say on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, or, or, uh, or any other source, to, to, to just beat somebody down um, as opposed to try to do what she does. And the only thing that she does is try to live in the this has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 AM on your radio dial. And it comes on at 930 PM on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 830. So you can subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast plat- uh, platform. All you got to do is search Flashpoint KYW. If there's something in your community that has you hot under the collar, let us know and we'll walk you through the flames. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Flashpoint Show. Mine is Cherry Greg. And thank you because you're a part of the Flashpoint fam. So we really appreciate you listening and subscribing to our podcast. We work really hard and we really, really care about the community. So until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Thanks for listening.